Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Once again, I am Tanner Waldus-Scribner, filling in for Jim Smalley, who will be back next week. Just a reminder. Anyway, again, I'm Tanner Waldus-Scribner, and welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to new your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we're going to talk to Francis Drewin. He's the Parliamentary Secretary to the Ministry of Agriculture. He's going to talk about the situation in Ukraine and about a recent investment from the federal government that's looking to develop Canada's next generation of farmers. Statistics Canada released their livestock numbers for the start of the year and we'll have a look at the cattle, hogs and sheep numbers. And a group of agriculture students from the University of Saskatchewan are raising money for Telemiracle with a 40-year-old fundraiser. And we'll have your farm Farm weather and market update is in its usual spot. Brian Golly will be stopping by to talk about the Bank of Canada's interest rate hike. We'll have that all in a moment. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. I'm Tanner Waldo-Scribner, not Jim Smalley, again filling in. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call one 800 2 or 324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The situation in Ukraine continues to become more dire by the day. And you just heard our latest update from Jeff Richards from the 620 CKRM newsroom. But the impact on agriculture and Canada long term remains muchly unknown. Francis Druin is the Parliamentary Secretary to the Ministry of Agriculture and says that the federal government is doing their best to come up with possible solutions to whatever happens in Ukraine. I mean, what's happening in Ukraine is, is awful and uh, Putin is, is a war criminal. And uh, we have a lot of Ukrainians that live in Canada. And uh, obviously, Ukraine, I think 70% of the land is dedicated to, to agriculture. So from our perspective, we're definitely monitoring what the potential impacts uh, will be. And they're getting close to, uh, to planting season now. And obviously, they, they can't plant if it's not secure to do so. That can have some impacts on, uh, on grain prices uh, across uh, the world as Ukraine does contribute a lot of, of corn and wheat in the, in the EU, uh, but it, it does, if they can't plant, then obviously that can have some impact on uh, the availability of, of grains in the world. So from our perspective, obviously we, Agriculture Canada is, is monitoring this closely. We'll be working with our allies to make sure that if uh, Ukraine is not able to to feed itself, then how do we, is, does, can Canada play a role, for instance, in that? 
And I know it's right now it's too soon to tell, but from, from an ag perspective, we're, you know, we're, I, I think all farmers in Canada are in, with our, uh, with our fellow uh, ag producers in, uh, in Ukraine. Druin says the federal government is focused on doing whatever it can to help out Ukraine. Up here in Ottawa, uh, the government is working to install financial penalties on Russia. Uh, we're providing uh, lethal aid to Ukraine. And I want to say all parliamentarians are rowing the same way on this issue. We are all standing in solidarity with Ukraine on this, and we will do what it takes to, to help Ukraine and and solutions have been, you know, some solutions have been provided by the opposition. And, and I think uh, the government is working in, in collaboration with opposition parties. And I think whether it's uh, the leader, the, the official leader of the opposition or the prime minister, they're all working to ensure that we are able to defend Ukraine as much as possible. Druin is the parliamentary secretary to the Ministry of Agriculture, and we'll be back with him in just a moment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. The federal government is looking to engage youth in agriculture with work opportunities in developing Canada's next generation of farmers. The Ministry of Agriculture and Agri-Food announced an investment of up to $3.7 million to enhance the Youth Employment and Skills Program and support 300 jobs for youth in the agriculture sector. Francis Druin, the Parliamentary Secretary to the Ministry of Agriculture, explains why they chose to enhance the program. COVID has highlighted, but we've already known that uh, hiring just in general, the labor access to agriculture is, is an issue. And it's even been highlighted. I've always said, we recall in March 2020, April 2020, even when the unemployment rate was at 12%, Premier Legault made a major call in Quebec for uh, Quebecers and Canes to go work in the ag sector. And that didn't necessarily work. So obviously we know that there needs to be uh, incentives to, to bring folks to go work either on a farm or in any business related to farm. And I think the Youth Employment and Skills Program is dedicated to, to do that. We have to incentivize youth to go to work on the farm. And I mean, I can't speak for, for Saskatchewan, but I can certainly speak for my home riding where there's a lot of farms. Even youth that are born on farms sometimes choose another uh, avenue and succession planning is extremely tough when your your sons or your daughters don't want to get involved in farming um, and then they want to keep the farm in the family or they want to keep the farm running from with someone at least local. And, and I think that the youth program allows uh, our farmers to at least get access to some of the youth and Druin says employers will receive benefits if they hire those who are involved with the program. What we're trying to do here as well is really target youth that are um, that face barriers. So I think about, you know, when I was in high school, there was folks that didn't finish high school. And sometimes it's, it's, it's obviously harder to get a job when you don't have a post-secondary degree. And this is where we're helping youth and farmers trying to connect them to say, hey, you know, you guys can get access to, to good jobs through that. And if the um, organization that applies or the business that applies hits one of the targeted objective of the program, so a youth that is facing a barrier, then the government of Canada will pay 80% of the salary. 
and that's up to $14,000 per per period. And if it's not, you can still hire a youth, but if he's not or she's not facing a barrier, then they, uh, they're eligible for 50% of the cost, so 50% of the salary. Druin says that this program is just a start on a way to get more people involved working in the agriculture sector. This is not a Canada-only issue, and, and this program is certainly a piece of the pie, but it's not going to solve the entire agricultural labor uh, issue. But um, all developed countries, whether it's the United States or northern countries in Europe, we all have labor issues on uh, on farms. So I think this program solves a little bit of a piece of the pie and it gets youth interested early on. And also, I know in Saskatchewan, everywhere, you know, er, we're all Canadians are now more living in urban areas as opposed to rural areas. And I certainly, you know, my community is in between Ottawa and, and Montreal, and it's very easy to want to move to Ottawa or Montreal, but we're you know, we're having to create new programs in high schools just to get kids interested in, in farming again and, and grab them early on. And farming is not, you know, it's not a pitchfork and, and, a, and a wagon anymore. It's high tech. And, and I think that story needs to be told better. Um, it's high tech business now. And, um, you know, whether it's precision agriculture or, or all kinds of other technologies that are being used on farm, I think we're trying to bring the, the coolness aspect to farming again. And, I, and we need people to work in our agri-food sector. Otherwise, we're not able to feed our population. Druin added that he has a lot of faith that this program will result in more jobs in the agriculture sector. Employers can imply between now and March 21st, and application forms are available on the Youth Employment Program's website through the Agriculture in Canada website. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash SSGF. We're going to talk about sustainability in the livestock sector. Joined right now by Dr. Sarah Place. She is the Chief Sustainability Officer with Alanco. You were part of a panel presentation at the recent uh, NCBA cattle convention talking about sustainability in our sector. You know, I, I guess, is sustainability well-defined in the, in the cattle sector right now? Yes, it is. You know, if you think about both in the U.S. and Canada, there's, there's both, both countries have organizations of uh, the roundtables for sustainable beef. And so both of those organizations have done a good job of really defining what sustainability means for the cattle industry. And it's really about three main areas, right? About producing beef, safe, nutritious, but doing so in an environmentally responsible manner, in a socially responsible manner, and very importantly, economically viable manner, right? So um, that's pretty well uh, understood and recognized that those are the three areas that we got to work on. And even though the environment piece tends to grab most of the attention, we know first and foremost, you got to be economically viable, right, to be sustainable. Yeah, that's the heart. That's the that's where the rubber hits the road in all of this, right? Is that you, you probably talk exactly. to any rancher or feed yard across the U.S. or Canada, and they'll say, "Well, I'm sustainable, um, and I'll, I'm willing to do some of these things if if you are going to raise the bar on me." But I I I also there's an economic part of this too. Um, is 
is that the reality that the consumer sometimes maybe doesn't fully understand or how do they view that? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that we see there's pressure from a sustainability standpoint from consumers, but the other angle that it comes from is investors as well, right? And so both of those are very important from that economic standpoint is, you know, who is putting the dollars into the industry, the consumer, and then also from a standpoint of, as any farmer or rancher knows, right, you got to be able to have a good relationship with your banker as well. And so that both of those matter from that standpoint in terms of who's asking questions, and that comes back to that idea of, okay, well, we need to have credible ways to show what we already know, which is a lot of folks are doing a really great job, have made a lot of progress over time, um, but also nobody's claiming that they're perfect, right? So that's where we come back to. We need a good measuring stick to keep us on the right track. So I'm interested you said that Blanco's role here is kind of measurement and tracking. Um, are, are, just before we get into that, are, is there also a lot of work being done on the innovation side from a product standpoint? Um, you know, to reduce the methane emissions uh, from from cows, or just yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of making stuff up. But uh, where do you, where does it fit from a product innovation standpoint? Yes, absolutely. So that's something that Lanco and other companies are looking at. Is um, you know, we make products that alter rumen fermentation now and can have a benefit from improving feed efficiency standpoint. And it's really just building upon that um, across the board. And what can we do to reduce enteric methane emissions directly? Right. Um, so yes, that is a focus of innovation along with that, that bigger systems perspective, if you will. And that's where that animal health piece comes in. Hopefully that makes sense is basically as from, from birth all the way to a packing plant in the beef industry, anything we can do to make sure that animal is healthy, we don't have as many mortality losses, right? All, you know, reproduction efficiency, all those things add up to reduce total emissions per pound of beef as well. So it's kind of a dual thing from an innovation standpoint. The total emissions produced per pound of beef. I, I like that because that's looking at this from the standpoint of how do we solve this through innovation and productivity instead of, because the, the other way, you, you know, some people would like you to, to go about it, and there's some uh, people in the Senate uh, that sort of take this viewpoint, is let, let's sort of like just put an X across livestock production. If we did that, then all of our climate problems would be solved and think about all the good that we would be doing. But there's another, well, there's kind of an intended consequence, I was going to say unintended consequence, but there's some consequences of that, taking that route. I, I quite frankly, and I'm sure many people that are listening to this or viewing it, would, would like the productivity way, uh, emissions per yeah. pound of beef. Exactly, exactly. Because at the end of the day, right, agriculture is not an optional industry, right? I mean, we have to eat, we have to nourish ourselves, and we think about animal ag broadly plays an incredible role in human nutrition in terms of the nutrient-dense food that beef and other animal source foods provide. So, yes, absolutely. Agreed. We have to think about it in that way. And until we reach peak human population, we can't be cutting production as a solution. That's not really a solution. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and by Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today it's mainly cloudy with a high.
High of minus 8. Wind chill hitting minus 14 this afternoon. Tonight, things clear up with a high of minus 17. Wind chill is going to hit a low of minus 18 this evening and then in the minus 20s overnight. Tomorrow, light snow begins in the afternoon with a high of minus 9. Wind chill minus 27 in the morning and warms up to minus 18 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, snow is set to fall with a high of minus 11. On Friday, there's more snow throughout the whole day with a high of minus 9 and a low of minus 14. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 8 and a low of minus 17. And on Sunday, there's a mix of sun and clouds with a high of minus 7 and a low of minus 12. The normal high for today is minus 4. The normal low for today is minus 15. Sunrise was at 7.40 this morning, and sunset is scheduled for 6.41 tonight. Around the province at this hour, in Estevan, it's minus 10. In Swift Current, Moose Jaw, and Weyburn, it's also minus 10. Yorkton sits at minus 21. And in Regina at this moment, it's minus 11. We'll be back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. I'm Tanner Wallace-Scribner filling in this week for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer dis- distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Canadian cattle inventories were lower at the start of the year, but numbers were higher for both hogs and sheep. On January 1st, 2022, Statistics Canada says there were 11.1 million cattle and calves on farms across the country. That was down 0.5% from the same time one year ago and the lowest number since 1989. Cattle inventories were up 1.2% to 2.9 million in eastern Canada, but were down 1.2% to 8.112 million in western Canada as drought conditions reduced hay production. Alberta continues to have the largest number of cattle at 4.37 million head, or 37.4% of the national total. Saskatchewan was number two with 2 million and 21,000 million head, or 19.9%. Ontario sat third with 14.4 of the cattle herd at 1.62 million head. Comparing January 1st, 2021 and January 1st, 2022, Saskatchewan had 65,000 fewer cattle, while Alberta was down by 25,000 head. Breaking it down between beef and dairy, on the national basis, beef cow numbers were down 0.9% to 3.5 million head. Beef heifers for breeding were down 4% to 517,300 head. Dairy cows and heifers were up 0.1% to 1.4 million. Looking international cattle and calf exports were up nearly 23% for the latter half of 2021, largely due to drought conditions and high feed costs in the United States. Statistics Canada says that cattle and calves on 70 over 72,000 farms at the start of the year, down 0.9% from January 1st of last year. Moving on to hogs, there were 14.1 million on farm at the start of the year, up 0.6% from the previous year. Quebec was number one at 4.39 million head. Ontario was next at six, or pardon me, 3.69 million, and Manitoba sat third with 3.3 million. 
There were 985,000 hogs on Saskatchewan farms on January 1st, an increase of 45,000 from the previous year. Canada exported 3.4 million live hogs during the second half of the year, of 23% over that same period in 2020. The main reason was processing distributions in eastern Canada that focused more on hogs to go to the south. Canadian investors of sheep and lambs were up 3.9% to 822,000 head at the beginning of the year, the first annual increase since back in 2018. Ontario and Quebec were home to more than half of the country's sheep and lambs. Saskatchewan has over 83,000 sheep and lambs, an increase of 400. And sticking with cattle... Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices posted some pretty good numbers last week with higher bids in every weight category except both steers and heifers. Canfax reports 9,400 head were sold last week, down about 4,000 from the previous week. Lightware steers 300 to 400 had the biggest overall gain of $6.70 to average 258 33 per hundred rate, the other weight classes saw increases ranging from $2 to $3.75 per hundred rate. 500 to 600 pound steers averaged $233.96 per hundred weight. On the heifer side, prices increased ranges from $2.62 to $4.18 per hundred weight. 300 to 400 pound heifers had an average bid of $209.50 per hundred weight, while 7 to 8s were $170. $75.75. The slaughter cow market in Alberta posted more gains. D2 cows moved $4 higher to average $87.50 per hundredweight. D3 cows were up $3.90 to average $76.19 per hundredweight. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market and buy Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com University of Saskatchewan agriculture students are pushing a bed from Saskatoon to Regina this week to raise funds for the Kingsman Connect Telemiracle. Kate Saucer, who's originally from Churchbridge, is the public relations officer for the Agriculture Students Association. Bed Push is an event that we started back in 1982 in the University of Saskatchewan. Just a bunch of agros got together and decided to raise some money for Telemiracle. So basically they got a metal bed frame, put some wheels on it, and then hit the pavement down Highway 11 and pushed this bed from Saskatoon to Regina, where Telemiracle is being held. So this year we're continuing on that tradition 40 years later and starting Thursday we are pushing the bed from Saskatoon to Regina to raise money for Telemiracle. And how long does it take to get there? Um, typically it takes three days. So we start around 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning and then we close it up about 4 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we do that March 3rd, 4th and 5th and end with Telemiracle on the 5th. How are you able to raise so much money? For sure, yes. So in 2020, we were able to raise $55,000, which is a very large amount of money. So we raised this money by getting a lot of sponsorships from the egg industry in Saskatchewan and in just basically in Canada as well. So we get a lot of sponsorships from our egg industry, which we are very thankful for. And then we also do a bunch of fundraisers in person, which this year was kind of it was kind of unpredictable what we were going to get to do. So we're very thankful that most of the restrictions went away by the month of February and we were able to go back in person and do 
these events. So yeah, we do a bunch of fundraising events over the month of February. Like we do a bowling event, we do an executive auction event, and we do like a raffle. And then, yeah, so with those two things, we pretty much cover all bases. Will people have the opportunity to donate while the bed push is underway? You betcha. So as of right now, we are just shy of $50,000. And our goal for this year is $55,000. So on our way, you can donate through our online donation link, which is through the Telemiracle donation website. If you just search U of S Agros, you can make an online donation there. And then as well, if you are traveling along Highway 11, you can feel free to stop us when you see us pushing the bed on the road and pull us over and donate to us. And how many agros or agriculture students will be participating in the bed push? Yeah, for sure. So daily, I think we have about 30 people coming to volunteer for students. And then we also really rely on our alumni support as well. So they love to see this tradition carry on. So we do get a lot of our alumni out. And even alumni agro Warren Kading is going to come help push the bed this year. And if people wanted to follow or keep track of your journey, how can they do so? Um, yeah, so if you wanted to follow along our journey, um, you can follow along Twitter on U of S Agros. That is our username. And we basically make posts pretty much all day long. We go live on Twitter. So if you want to see where we're at, if you want to see where we are in fundraising, then definitely follow along there. And we'll also have pictures of special guests who join us along the way. And if you want to see our big check presentation at the end of all of this to see how much money we are able to raise, we are on TV at just shortly after 9 o'clock on Telemiracle on March 5th. That's Kate Saucer, who's originally from Churchbridge. She's the public relations officer for the Agriculture Students Association. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Your market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia in Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Feed barley went down to 387 today. Canola down 4 to 975. And one red spring wheat went down to 480 or to 4. 85. My apologies there. Everything else stayed the same. Durham at 551. Flax at 976. Lentils at 859. Oats at 501. Yellow peas at 634. And feed wheat sat at or finished at 261. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Coats are brought to you by Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now here's the latest Livestock Quotes. Hi, this is Renee from Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the Market Report. From both sales last week, February 23rd, D1, D2 cows averaged 87, sold up to 99, D3s averaged 60, sold up to 77, FRS 101 and sold up to 122. Slaughter bulls from 117 to 127. And here's the market report for the pre-sort sale. We only had a few steers just go around, but here's, here's what they did. 4 to 450 weights, average 245. 550s to 6s, 196 to 220. 650s to 7, 206 to 217. 7 to 8s, 182 up to 203. And 8 to 900, 179 up to 189. And here's the heifer end. 550s to 6s, 
to 6, 193 to 199, 6 to 650, 189 to 196, 650 to 7, 183 to 188, 7 to 8, 175 to 180, 8 to 9 to 172, up to 173. Now, this market is changing constantly. Uh, so, watch the uh, internet for the market prices. Thank you, producer, for your support. Renee from Livestock. Now, at the latest Saskatchewan port prices, Things came in at $223.40 CKG. Coming up is the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner with your Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The cost of borrowing money is going up. This morning, the Bank of Canada increased its key lending rate from the rock bottom, 0.25% to 0.5%. Brian Golly with Smart Investing Solutions says this means cost will go up for consumers. Yeah, so basically what, they, what the Bank of Canada did this morning was they uh, took their uh, lending rate of 0.5% and increased it another 25 basis points. So now we're at 50 basis points or 0.5%. Golly explains why the Bank of Canada made the increase. Yeah, the reasoning is that um, mainly I would think is uh, they want to calm, uh, calm home pricing down, uh, especially in markets like Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, uh, probably Montreal as well. Um, and, you know, we're reading headlines about uh, about uh, prices changing hands at record highs and record numbers, and uh, it doesn't seem to be uh, uh, slowing down at any anytime soon so i think that's basically the the main uh thing they're trying to accomplish there is to uh make housing a little bit more affordable uh, especially for those markets that i mentioned and uh, again that's uh, by making uh, mortgage rates uh, a little bit higher and uh and uh, having uh, to basically put out more cash in order to pay your 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 mortgage payment uh that's what they're trying to accomplish there by raising rates Golly explains the impact that this will have on farmers. Well, farmers are definitely going to be affected if they, uh, you know, are carrying debt right now that's uh, attached to a variable rate uh, interest rate. So, if they uh, uh, have a line of credit in place to operate and those kind of things, and it's tied to a variable rate or tied to the bank uh, prime rate, which again is tied to uh, the Bank of Canada rate, uh, yeah, they're going to see the borrowing costs increase because of this uh, rate hike today. The TSX is down 225 points to, or up 225 points, my apologies, to 21,230. The Dow Jones is up 610 to 33,905. Oil is up 
$4.91 to $108.32 a barrel, and the Canadian dollar is driven 51 hundredth of a cent to $78.98 U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today broadcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop production solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. For Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, I'm Tanner Wallace-Scribner. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.